hi hey people welcome back this is another one for you guys so i feel like you know you know me really well like my mental space you know because this is just a brain dump for me to just just take a dump into your ears man but i feel like you don't really know about the events that happened to me you know like all the good tea and the stories so I wanted to dedicate this episode to just talking about things that you might not know about me or things that have happened to me so things are about to get really juicy or you're just gonna get really underwhelmed and be like wow damn this bitch is very vain but either way thank you for listening and so what I did want to talk about is um the incident where I got kicked out of my house yes so growing up in a Filipino household as a girl okay because if you're a guy and you're born in a Filipino household it's different and you have different circumstances and you are spoon-fed and I don't want to talk about it but I am the eldest daughter of a Filipino family. So that's a trauma already. And all the older fucking sisters of a Filipino family know what the fuck I'm talking about. So living in this family, you know, eldest daughter vibes. I was absolutely not allowed to date. Okay. My mom and dad just reinforced from the get go that no boyfriend until I get a degree. No boyfriend until after college not even in college after college and so thus began this long long road of me uh not listening to them and that causing lots of turmoil and anguish that just saturated my adolescence and younger years um but i think that's why i'm so funny you know i'm just a rule breaker pioneer And so because I wasn't allowed to date, I would get in trouble a lot with my parents, even from like literally starting from like sixth grade all the way till basically before I met Jordan. Like I was not allowed to think about a boy, touch a boy, date a boy, talk to a boy. Like I didn't even go to my high school's prom because my parents didn't want me to go and have a date that I wouldn't tell them about, which is crazy to think about because I'm just like, why? So I got kicked out essentially because when I got home, I got caught that, hey, like, you know, we looked through your phone, you're dating this guy again, you know, you're not listening to us, you're not treating us as your family, therefore, you're not family you're not allowed to stay here. That was basically the premise without getting too much into the details and stuff. And so when I was kicked out, right, there was the whole kerfuffle rumbling that happened. And I had managed, of course, my parents are also like, you know, we pay for that phone. That phone is staying here with us. You're going with just the clothes on your back is what they said. And so I was able to sneak my little iPod touch thanks to my late Lola Miming because she gifted that iPod touch to me and that iPod touch was literally my fucking saving grace like whenever my phone would get taken away from me fucking ran through and searched pictures here and there because you know uh, you don't have to know me too well but if you really do know me and you kind of know who my parents are you know 
Okay. It's nothing against them. Like uh, I'm, I'm letting go of that resentment from younger years. Cause now I'm an adult and it's my responsibility to move on, on my end, you know? And so, you know, they just went through my fucking phone, take it away, change the internet password, not tell me. So I'd just be totally disconnected. Right. But because of this little iPod touch, it fucking carried me through my childhood, bro. Like, cause you can message on the iPod touch, you can FaceTime and it would basically just like a phone. You just needed Wi-Fi, Right. And so I snuck that shit into my underwear because for some reason on this day when my dad's like, Oh, you can only sneak the clothes on your back. This is like fucking leggings and a sweater. Like what the fuck am I going to do? put it in my pocket and have him take that away. So snuck it in my pocket and I texted my ex. I was like, don't have time to explain, but pick me up here because I'm getting kicked out and I want, I'm not going to have Wi-Fi. So just meet me here. And then they did meet me there. And it was all this rush of the situation of like, you know, you have this youth in you when you're in your community college era right and you just feel so invincible and there's always a solution to the problem even if the solution is something that's unconventional you know and so I was like perfect like I got kicked out this is square one like I'll start from here and just like feel it out and so basically what ended up happening is that I was staying at um one of my friends at the times place it was like those apartments that are by college of the canyons those portofino apartments his name was saxton and he was very nice to let me stay there with him because i'm pretty sure yeah i think he was living in that apartment himself and he had an extra bed and so i was staying at this apartment and like of course the first thing that was on my mind was i got one pair of underwear right now and so i went to the store with my ex got underwear, got whatever essentials, like toothbrush, whatever. And then I was just fucking living in my friend Saxon's apartment for like on and off for like a couple days and stuff. And I was like, basically just, I was just chilling. Like, I don't even remember what I was actually doing. Oh, you know what? What's so fucking random is that I fucking finished Grapes of Wrath while I was kicked out of my house because when I wasn't spending time with my ex and Saxon wasn't there and I wasn't doing anything, you know, because I didn't have a car for one and I was just camping out at this guy's apartment. I was just reading fucking Grapes of Wrath like near the window, just having a good old time. But my rationale, I think, for why... I felt so invincible back then and unbothered and just in this mindset that everything will work out was because I just was feeling that adrenaline come up from not having any rules to follow, no curfew, nobody watching me, nobody asking me like you your class ended at three and it's 3 15 and you're not home where are you like that kind of thing you know and so I think I just had so much adrenaline from feeling liberated that I was like okay I'm just gonna take it day by day if I survive at the end of the day then another day I get to enjoy you know and I'm trying to kind of adopt like certain characteristics of that mindset when I was younger because I really feel like it helped me manage anxiety by just not leaving any room for worry, you know, because in the end, I will probably be alive at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I was even kind of talking with my friend Trinity and her mom was trying to help me get like food stamps and welfare because again, got kicked out, literally just an iPod touch, pair of leggings, 
dirty underwear and a sweater to my name and to this day don't know where those leggings are probably threw them away because I got so sick of them and that sweater that I wore for those seven days I still have it but I literally almost never wear it and I might give it away because it's just like I wore it for like seven days straight and I just like you know like a cartoon character and I just couldn't handle it no more so I I just don't wear it anymore because it's just associated with those vibes you know and so she was trying to help me get on a welfare so I didn't have a car didn't have any debit card cash no social security card no passport no nothing because why am I going to grab those things and I was going to like this rationale of thinking where okay when nobody's home I am going to go into my house because we just have like the pin pad not a key I'm going to go into my house grab my passport my social security my ipad all the little i literally like went back to my house and i packed up stuff like this was like the last hurrah like and i was ready to just you know move on and move out and see wherever like it would take me which thank god i didn't stay out of my house because it probably would have been a struggle but yeah so I was like dude I'm gonna work at this corner bakery I'm gonna make money and then blah, blah, blah. and what's crazy is that even throughout the whole process of me being kicked out I one finished Grapes of Wrath two was still going to school and three I don't have a third point I just like to make lists if you didn't notice but yeah so eventually you know um my I'm pretty sure my dad had seen that I had gone home picked up all my stuff that was seemed necessary to me at the time and dipped and what had happened is because you know I don't have a phone right I just have the iPod touch but my parents didn't have any way of getting it because it was just my email because you know how that happens with like the apple id whatever and so i get an email on my ipad and it's from my dad right and basically this email says like please come back home you know you know, I, f- I forget the the contents of the email but basically it was along the lines of please come back home la 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 la, la. and then i messaged back I am only going to come home if things change because this is too much for me that I am enjoying being out with nothing to my name as opposed to being at home with all those things that you guys say you provide for me because I just can't deal, you know? And so I said, I'm only going to come home if things change and that's that. Like no bargaining, no whatever, no compromise. Like I'm not going to come back home. And what had happened, the reason I got back home is because (laughs) geez remembering this stuff like recalling it like I haven't recalled it in so long that it's so crazy that this stuff actually happened to me okay so let's get into it me and my ex we go to his house right we notice that there's a car that's parked there that just doesn't look familiar right and so we go into his house and his mom is in the kitchen and we're like okay interesting And then who else is in my ex's house? My mom and my sister. And it was just so like, whoa, this is crazy. Melvin's, oh, (laughs) not me name dropping. (laughs) Okay, beep. And so my ex's mom 
is in the kitchen and I think what had happened, like how I found out, like I was just like, whoa, what the fuck at first, right? Because you're just like, how did they even know I was going to be here, let alone his address, right? And I found out later on that my dad had paid for one of those websites where if you search up a phone number, because they had my phone, right? If you search up a phone number, you find like their address. And so my dad, he paid paid a website so that he could find my ex's address. My mom and sister were there to come bring me home. And so my ex's mom was in on it because, of course, she learns about this situation. And as a mom herself, she's like, oh, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. So both the moms are on team mom. And my sister's trying to get me back. It was this whole kerfuffle debate of, like, I'm not going back unless things change. And my mom is the kind of person where – if it's just the nuclear family in her house, she's going to let you know what she wants you to know. You know, she's very blunt and straightforward, maybe not the most sensitive, but she doesn't like to do that in front of other people. Typical Filipina, you know, we're crazy like that. But yeah, so when we were just whole in this whole fucking great debate of me coming home and me not wanting to go and all this stuff. It became my choice, right? That I'm either going to come back or I'm going to stay. But of course saying that I'm not going to come back is really hard when my sister and my mom are there pleading for me to come home and what life has to offer me like is literally my leggings, my sweater, and my iPod touch. Like that's kind of how I was living. And it was at the end of these seven days where I was just kind of realizing the holes in my little plan of trying to be independent after getting kicked out, you know? And so it was just making more sense to me to go back home with my parents because my mom did say things will be different and that there's like needs to be like more trust, la la la. I'm not going to get too into the details because I don't remember them, but also because they're probably not important anymore. And so, yeah, like I got kicked out of my house for a week. And honestly, like when I remember it, I just kind of remember being a little bit bored because I didn't have my phone. It was during the school year. So friends are busy. It's not like I was going out and partying late because there was like nothing going on. But it was just me living off of that adrenaline of being like, I have I have nobody to answer to right now and this is kind of crazy because it's also not the first time I was kicked out by the way because of a boy yeah so also there was an instance in high school where I got caught talking to my other ex you know my parents did that whole routine again if like they look at my phone, they see a message from my ex or like my partner at the time. And then I get in trouble. I get scolded. They tell me I'm not a part of the family. They kick me out. And when they kick me out, I'm like, okay, bet I am kicked out. Consider me kicked out and you're not going to see me. You know, I take it another level up. And so the last time I was kicked out before the instance that I just talked about, I was kicked out literally just had clothes on my back again no phone because of course they collected it and I don't know if I brought my iPod touch with me or whatever but I literally got kicked this is when I lived in Castake also okay I lived all the way up Hillcrest like right near Castake Middle School so I was up that hill and so when I got kicked out of my house that time I was like okay but the closest person to me at the time that I knew my parents didn't know where they lived I would have gone to Kendra's you know Kendra when we lived back in Castaic together 
during those younger years we were literally just like a house diagonal from each other like over the brick wall is what we say um but i didn't want to go to her house because obviously my mom knew where she lived and she would collect me from there and it would just like you know it would be done in like a day and i would just be petty so what i did is i went to ashleya's house right and ashleya kind of lived near that elementary school um near Haskell Canyon, near the Castic Ensign. What is it fucking called? Live Oak? I think it's called Live Oak. I, I, I'm not sure. But she lived n- near that, in that house, like all the way down Hillcrest, past Ralph's, right near that roundabout area, kind of in that plaza where that Love Sushi or whatever and Las Cocinas is, that little plaza along the old road. And so what I did, and this was at night. I got kicked out at night. I, I just started walking. I walked all the way down that hill. I walked all the way down that long and may I say not lit road of the old road. That portion of road is not lit at all and it's really super dark and it was super scary and I was just I was going delusional at the point because that's a lot of goddamn walking for somebody who's in high school. You know what I mean? And that was probably like 5,000, 8,000 steps. And so I was just walking, walking. And all I remember from all this walking that I was doing was like, dang, like I just need to talk because I'm fucking scared of shit. And I'm also going crazy. So I was just singing, walking, living my life. And so I end up at Ashleya's house and all the lights are off. And I didn't want to startle her mom. You know, I didn't want to wake him up. And so what I did instead in my little high school brain is I climbed up. uh, They had at Ashley's old house, they had this cover up where um, you can like, it's like basically just covering like the side of the backyard, like the side of the house. And so what I did is I climbed up it, walked along it. And this cover kind of went from the side yard to the backyard and I knew Ashleya's room was facing the backyard. And so I climbed the cover like a little rat. And then I walked along very silently. I think I did wake up her dog and he started barking. But that was already when I was inside the house. But <laughs> I, I knocked on her window. Because <laughs> I, I, I looked in the window at first just to see, right, if there's a light on or anything or what. And I can see the light of her phone, her phone screen, but I can't see her. And so I knock on her window. I'm like, Ashleya, Ashleya. And when I did that, like, I just saw the phone screen of hers, like, go dark. Because <laughs> I scared the shit out of her. She just thought there was a fucking creepo at her window, knocking, knew her name. And so she freaked out. But then after a while, I was like, it's me, it's me. Open the fucking door. Like, open up, open up. And so she let me in and she was just like, I was, I was laughing because I knew I scared the crap out of her. And she was like, oh my God, like, I thought you were like a robber and a robber that knew my name. And we were just kind of laughing about it. But I did end up spending like the weekend at her house. That was the first sleepover that I ever had was one that I got kicked out of the house and I literally crashed in Ashley's pad for the weekend until they they had a trip to go somewhere so I literally had to get dropped off back at my fucking house and um it was just kind of funny how like the events turned out like that sorry about that little mic blip but yeah I feel like 
me getting kicked out when I was younger was just something that was like really like, wow, like the world is my o- my oyster. I, c- I can do whatever I want. And it was just a fun time. Like it, it, it does develop some character to get kicked out of the house because, you know, Santa Clarita, thank goodness, is a very safe area. So, of course, I'm not, you know, roaming the streets. And I had a lot of friends who really just wanted to help me out and stuff and kind of understood the home situation and how hard it can get. But yeah, like um, Louise from 2000, like 13 to 2016 was just a different breed. And she was really funny and really outgoing, but she was fucking crazy and she was going through something. But, you know, I'm that's still that Louise is still kind of a part of me. You know how they say it's like you you're the same person that you were two years ago but it's just been two years so you're still that person in a sense but not fully but you know before I get too in depth about this like this talk and stuff I feel like that period of time was very chaotic and unhealthy but I'm glad that my younger self my my younger self was still able to have fun and pull positivity from the situation because I feel like that's the traits of my old self that I really miss and long for, you know, because when you change and you grow up, you just have to say goodbye to certain versions of yourself. And sometimes it's hard because sometimes that version of yourself really pulled through and took care of you and you get attached because you're just like, wow, like I really do love to be this resilient version of myself or I really love to be this person this version of myself because I just felt very courageous and not fearful and feel so like no matter what life puts at me I'll be able to make it through kind of mentality and I'm just trying to at this point revive that youthful mentality that I can handle whatever I can handle whatever gets thrown at me but it's that part where I need to pull the positivity out of that and just make it so that I can live my life to the fullest, you know? And um, I kind of do fondly remember back to like my younger community college years. And I really do appreciate me being that rebellious in that rebellious younger phase because I feel like it did push me out there to be social try new things, put myself out there and just stand up for myself, which I really admired about her, you know? And I feel like transitioning into adulthood and saying goodbye to that version of myself kind of makes me sad because, you know, I really do feel like I did become a version of myself that I needed back then, which was just somebody to be emotionally there for me and take care of me without thinking that life has to be so chaotic, you know, because I feel like living in some home situation that's so unstable when you're younger, uh, it just feels like you have to enjoy the good times to the absolute fullest. You know, you have to take the most advantage of it until you get in trouble and it's all taken away and you got to start from scratch again so I got so used to that cycle of something good has happened so I have to maximize on this as much as I can because I know that the other shoe's gonna drop and life's gonna be shit for a little bit and then I have to put in my time lurking in the shit until I have to have a good time again 
And even once I moved out, I still had this cycle of living my life, which really affected me because life isn't supposed to be like that, you know, and I'm in the process of just rewiring and recalibrating so that I can be a carefree, youthful soul again, even though my birthday is coming up soon and I'm going to be 26 and I'm going to be closer to 30 than 20. But honestly, I really do feel like my 30s is going to be my prime, so I'm not mad about it. But at the same time, I'm kind of like nostalgic and melancholy about leaving behind my young adult stage and now transitioning into adult stage. You know what I mean? Life is all about phases, baby. And so I just really feel like if people kind of knew different stuff about me, I feel like it would add more to like the narrative of how people understand me. Because for some reason, I always think about how people are perceiving me and that's not healthy. And (laughs) you see me trying to actively not say for one, that's not healthy. And two, it's not healthy for the long game which I'm trying to be in right now because I've been living to enjoy life in short spurts until I just can't handle it anymore and the you know whatever happens causes a breakdown or whatever but I'm trying to live for that long game lifestyle where I'm putting in sacrifices daily and I'm picking I'm picking my hearts. And if you never heard the phrase picking my hearts, it's just this thing that life is hard. So you have to pick what you want because life is going to be hard nonetheless. Like if I want to, let's say, eat, I'm going to pick a hard. I'm either going to cook or I'm going to get takeout, but at least I'm going to, I'm going to do either one of those either way. So I'm just going to pick the one that makes me the happiest, you know, but I'm going to pick it in a way that, ew, that just sounds like I'm, I'm just talking about picking up my nose or something. But basically I am trying to make decisions in life in a way that I'm picking. (laughs) I can't, but (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. Okay. Fuck. But I'm, I'm living my life in a way that I pick, or make choices that will make me happy for the long term, even if they don't satiate or satisfy me right then and there. It's all about delayed gratification, adulthood, which kind of sucks, but you know what? It's That's just life, and I can't change it, but I can change me for the better, right? Dang, that was a good closer, shit. But yeah, so let me talk about my songs there's one song that I heard that really just kind of like hit all the right buttons in my brain. Um, the song is called, um, please hold. It is called Positif, P-O-S-I-T-I-F by Mr. Oizo, O-I-Z-O. This one's kind of like a more beat kind of song, kind of like something that's like good to work out to or drive to because I feel like you know when you're driving somewhere new you need like music that's like kind of like rager to kind of give you that confidence or make you feel like you're kind of playing initial d or something like a racing game and so that's one of my songs another one of my songs that I'm gonna give to y'all is two less lonely people in the world by air supply that song is just something that I can't even I can't it's been like a constant play that 
has been cycling through for a minute and I feel like I've said it before but I gotta say it again and then let me give you one last song because I'm just like I'm the kind of person where it's like if somebody asks me what's my favorite music right now I will shamelessly pull out my Spotify my Spotify and then just say (laughs) what's on the top of my currents playlist because that kind of is like my vibe uh last one is burning photographs by flores okay and then as far as other medias still watching the bear still on the same episode just because um i am recording this after the last one just because you know i felt like it so why not um but yeah so there's just a little insight into what has happened to me throughout life to build this crazy crazy character personality of mine but I definitely will be talking about more stories to just you know give you some insight about stuff other than my mental health okay well thank you for giving me your time I really appreciate you lending me your ear I feel like I was saying that wrong for a second. But yeah, something a little different. I don't know if you guys like it or not, but at the same time, you're probably not going to tell me any negative feedback to my face. So thank you. But I will see you in the ne- in the next one. Bye. <laughs>